Welcome to Between the Lines, the hard-hitting podcast that leaves no stone. We're going to be talking about the latest happenings in sport, especially in football. Um, three friends chatting it up and getting into the the ins and outs of the game. I'm Paul, and today and always with me, I have Tarek. Yeah, what's good? What's good? Glad to be back. And Ashley, what are you saying? What's going on? What's going on? Glad to be back. So, we're going to go straight into it and talk about the situation that is happening in North London. <laughs> so, I'm going to talk about, I want to start with, actually, I'm going to start with Tottenham first, just to get it off my <laughs> chest. So, I want to talk about what's happening with Tottenham. I mean, it's a bit of a, it's a strange one. Like, I kind of, it kind of started at the end of last season, I think, after the Champions League final. Um, I remember seeing an interview with uh, Pochettino. And he said that at the end of the game, he said that if Tottenham had won, he would have uh, he would have left, which I thought was was strange. And then when Klopp, I saw the interview with Klopp, he said, "This is just the beginning," and it just made me think like this is you can't really go on from that. Once you say like I would have left if the team had won, you're basically saying the team is done. Like I can't take this team any further than that. Mm-hmm. So anyway, he's, he's still here, as we know. The season rolls on. He didn't get the the players that he wanted, and we're seeing the he hasn't you know players have gone and he's not replaced them you know like his Trippier went didn't get an adequate replacement for him, um, and the players he brought in weren't the players that he he really wanted. Well, they, I don't think they were the ones that he wanted because he was. I've never seen him complain complain so much about the the transfer market and the transfer window. He was crying about the the fact that it closed earlier and that the other teams could still take their players. So there's clearly unrest. The players I wanted to leave that he wanted to get rid of that are still there, like either Varald, Votongen, Eriksson, like these players are serious. They're a serious problem in the, in the locker room, right? And it's starting to affect the way they're playing as we're seeing. Um, and they're just not really getting it together. So I don't know. I, I, I don't see it turning anytime soon. I think it's, it is, this is going to go on until January. Like if you look at, like I said, you look at the players they lost and what they've brought in, it's just, it's not good enough. And I don't see how they're going to be able to turn it around. The keeper they got is a, is a he's got a mistake in him all the time. The, the Like I said, they, they lost Trippier. I don't know why they got rid of Trippier, but mm. fair enough. And they lost Carl Walker as well a few seasons before that. And it, who's the first choice right back? is Aurea, right? And that yeah. he's like, just don't know what you're going to get with him, man. One week he's James St. Patrick, the other week he's Ghost. Like, you just don't know what he's going to do. Like, he's, He's a nightmare. So like, it's, it all goes off, and he's he's also got a mistake in him all the time. But like, you just don't know what what to expect with him. The midfield, I don't think they've really replaced Dembele. Uh, I like this the, the, the new guy and Dembele, but he's still for me. I don't think he's he's going to take time to settle. And the main problem is is Ericsson. He's not performing, and he's the only one they got creative. So without him, I don't see where the goals come from because Harry Kane can only do so much, you know, if he doesn't get the chances. So yeah, but for them, I don't, I don't see, I don't see where, unless they have a really strong January window, I, I don't see them turning this around anytime soon. I think they'll get wins, obviously, but they're going to be inconsistent. What do you yeah. guys think? Yeah, I agree. I mean, for me, I think it's, yeah, like you said, it's a funny one because you would have said for the last two, three seasons, they've, they've kind of got it right. They had the good balance of squad. They had like multiple um, 
choices in, in each position, two to three players. Um, everybody knew each other. They had a good chemistry going. And then, I don't know, I think, like you said, I think probably off-the-field antics have just come into the squad and it just seems disharmony all over the place now. You've got players staying around, not signing contracts, but the, the, the club aren't selling them, knowing that their contracts are going to run down. You've got that... Like that's with the the case with Ericsson, Alderweireld, Matongan, and these are players that are expected to play in week in week out. So when you've got half the side that that are committed to be here, and then the other three or four players that don't know when they're gonna where they're gonna be next season, you're never really gonna get that unity. And like you said, even it starts from the top. If Pochettino after potentially Spurs' biggest night um, in the Champions League final, saying had he won, he would have walked. You know that that that's where it all stems from. Um, and you can see that in in this season, they're what currently eleventh or twelfth in the league. Um, just yeah, it just screams disharmony. You've got players there that just yeah don't want to be there. And I think outside Son, probably Harry Kane, they're the only two that spring to mind that really seem to be playing anywhere near what they have shown of in the last few years. Um, they don't practically, it could it could literally be a long season for Spurs. Um. Yeah, I mean they need to just start winning games and getting people together. I think. Mm. Yeah, for for me, I just think football is all about cycles, and they had a good cycle for a long time. Um, in terms of, like T said, they had the unity of the squad, but then you've got a load of players in that team that just don't perform often enough. The likes of Deli Ali, the likes of Rose, uh, Lamella, their squad's very, very thin. And if Harry Kane has an off day, Ericsson's having off weeks, months, um, and the defence is all over the shop. So you've got, you've just got too many players in that team at the minute that are just not on the ball. And, you can tell the manager doesn't know what to do about it. He doesn't know how to change it. He doesn't know how to fix it because at the end of the day, he wanted out. He wanted a bigger job. And Tottenham have been known to be a club that's not really a buying club. So nothing's really changed. There's nothing really new. They they buy one player a season, maybe. And Daniel Levy's happy with that. He's he's pocketing and a load of money. They've got a brand new stadium. For me, I hope they're the next Arsenal. So it doesn't really bother me either way. Um, I hope they get the new stadium. They've got the new stadium. I hope they rot in it. So um, to, for me, it's been coming. It's been coming for a long time. I think it's been coming since they didn't win the league at Le- uh, when Leicester won the league. They haven't pushed on from them. They didn't go and push on to the next level to go and win it the next season. They've sort of tailed off and they've struggled to finish. But from being third most of the season and challenging for the league for most of the year last season, they finished fourth behind the Chelsea side that were apparently in disarray. So yeah. it tells you everything about where Tottenham are, are going. Um, yeah, financially. Aesthetically, they, they, it looks really good. Brand mm. Stadium, they're not they're not hemorrhaging money, but what have they really done to make it look like 
they're going to go and challenge him, put forward for the next few years. Exactly. Do you think it's a case of Pochettino's getting found out or the team has just come to the end of his cycle? Yeah, I think it's more a cycle thing. And a lot, like from the games I've seen, it just seems like maybe they're just bored of hearing his voice and just being under his regime now. I mean, I think he's been there, what, four seasons with the same amount of group of players. They haven't really freshened it up apart from the odd signing here and there. Um it just looks all a bit redundant to me at this point. Um, like I said, off the pitch, they're doing great stuff. But if it's not being married with things on the pitch, it's always going to fall fall, fall, on, fall by the wayside. Um, and I think they did have that sweet spot of about, I would say about two seasons ago, when they really should have been making ground and at least winning some kind of trophy just to keep the momentum going. Because this is what happens when you get the same group. Which they've done to even keep long but nobody's winning and then you know contracts don't want to get signed it, it just starts the cycle of yeah the cycle of decline just starts um spilling out from there for me yeah if he goes where does he go madrid it's got to be madrid united. Oh, yeah yeah i'd love him at united but i just i don't think we're even the right fit for him for what he wants to do but then it's Real Madrid. It's it, there's not a symbol. I can't see him just walking into a side and it just working. I'm not sure where he does go next. To be personally, there. I think United's the better option for him. Um, if you look at it, they're not they're not scared to spend money. Oli spent a, a good yeah. a good amount. Mourinho spent a good amount. Um, Van Gaal spent a good amount. So they've spent money. So I don't think they'll be afraid to back him in terms of money and it's, I think it's a matter for Man United now is do players really want to go there now yeah. they're not they're not really challenging for anything and they're probably a top seven side they're not pushing towards the top four not anytime soon I don't think and, and that's with spending money so I don't think it's all about spending money um I just think cycles cycles come to an end and Tottenham had it good, just like Chelsea had it very good for a period of time. United had it good for a long time. Arsenal had it good for a long time. I think with the times now, you just need to just break it down and, and rebuild in a sense. So a lot of those players at Tottenham probably have to go. They don't want to stay. They've showed that. They don't want to sign new contracts, so let them go. It's there's there's more players around, so you just have to start again. And just see what happens from that. Who, who would you who would you bring in to replace Pochettino? That's a great. If he does go, yeah. Um, if I could choose, um, I would say Roger. You know, I think that would be a great shout. Who? Brendan Rodgers. Or whether he, yeah. Leicester or not, I don't. That's the thing, because you've got cases where they could easily finish above Tottenham and then it's all mad. I think, for me, they'd, well, I could, they could try an Eddie Howe route. Um, I mean, he is looking eventually, to, he's going to have to leave Bournemouth eventually. It would be a gamble, but the good thing about Tottenham, they've got some sort of stability. You might not get all the money you want to spend, but they've got, they've got a good structure in place. Yeah, foundations. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So you could have, you could make of it a decent, a decent 
um, go of it as a manager. I would say if you if you're looking in the Premier League, I would say Eddie Howe for me. I think you're going to have to look for a manager that's used to working on a shoestring. So someone like Eddie Howe, mm. um, even someone you could look at Eric Ten Hag in reality because he doesn't really buy players. He's used from what's in the in the system. He's bought in the odd player for cheap, and look how Ajax play football. Um, but whether he'll want to go to someone like Tottenham, whether there's a bigger job waiting for him at the end of the season or in the middle of the season, I don't know. But I would say they're talking about yeah, Bayern. So, yeah, so I think you have to you have to look at someone that's used to working on a shoestring because we all know what Daniel Levy is about, and he's mm. he's about pocketing a nice sum for himself. If the squad does well, it's not about winning for them. It's about how they look in the market. It's more important for them to have NH- NFL games by the looks of it. So, yeah. happy days. Happy days. Oh, long may, long may continue. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not complaining. <laughs> and now the other, the, let's talk about the other team of, of North London. Yeah. Uh, my my favourite team, Arsenal. <laughs> Wait, I don't even know what to say about them because it's just like they're just doing what I expect them to do anyway. So it's not even it's not new anymore. You know, this has been going on since the half of Wenger reign. Like this is not this is not new. <laughs> so I just find it funny how they, especially with Arsenal fan TV, they you know they these guys just I don't know what they're they're expecting or why they expect it to be so different. Like I don't understand. What made them think if they look at all the signings they made in the summer? What made them think that this year was going to be last year? Like. They've always had a great attack. Like that's always been Arsenal's thing. They could score. It's never been a problem to score goals. They can't defend. That's the problem. Like they've never fixed this. Since George Graham like, days, they've not been able to defend. Like I don't know why they think that this year was going to be some magical like change. But um, I don't know the way they play. They're not even nice to watch anymore. It's not like at least Arsenal Wenger played good football, you know. But they they were they were losing, but they were inconsistent. Mm. But they played good football. But now it's like. It's just confusing. I watch them. I don't know what they're doing. Every time I watch the team, players are playing them out of position. Every team is. Every time I watch them, is a different lineup. Like, I don't know. It's just confusing, man. And I feel for Aubameyang because like he's he's a top quality striker, and he basically scores every game, and they never win. <laughs> it's like he's got to score like at least two goals a game. Otherwise, he knows that they're going to get seen. So he needs to get at least two goals a game for them to get points. Like, it's just mad. So I hopefully I don't think if I don't make top four this year he'll be gone. I don't think he'll stay there. Ozil Ozil will be gone and probably turn back into the player that he is. Um, yeah, for them I don't know where they go. Like the signings they made, like I said, I don't see I don't see them making top four. I really don't believe they will. Um, and as far as Emery, I don't know whether they'll pull the trigger because I don't think they will do it so soon. They're not like Chelsea. I think they'll see it out to the end of the season. But if I was them, I would do it now because it's not going to get any better. And then by the time they do get rid of him, it's too late. That's the thing, exactly. I mean, there's ri- literally never a dull moment at Arsenal. I mean, it's it's it, it's for me, it's just too Emery from what I've seen, what he's been there season and a half now almost, and it's just like you said, they they've never been boring to watch, but now they they they're a hard watch. And I thought I'd never see that about um, say that about Arsenal. Um, he's trying to just chop and change. I've never seen him have a consistent team. It's like he'll rotate the centre-backs, he'll rotate the strikers. He's got Torreira, which I thought he'd signed as a DM, playing as a number 10. It's just an absolute shit show at the moment. <laughs> and like you said, if Aubameyang's not hitting two or three each week, 
it's it's ridiculous. Um, he's far too good to be to be at Arsenal. He, to consider he's scoring so many goals and he's not even getting any sort of service really. Um, he's overachieving, and surely if they're not getting get top four, which I can't see see that um, happening this season, especially with Chelsea doing well, Leicester doing what they're doing, he's got to surely leave. Um, at the end of the season if he's not playing in the Champions League because he's, what, 29 now. So he's not got many years left. Um, yeah. But again, it's typical Arsenal, isn't it? It's, it's it's always a panic station, always an expectation to win the league and to go invincible again. But like you said, they have the root of the problem, which has probably been a decade long, is that defence. Um, adding David Luiz in August, they thought, yeah, I don't know why they ever thought that was going to be the solution, but, but exactly. he's just more of what they already have. They've got Mustafi there, they've got Socrates. It's a complete joke at the back. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know with Arsenal. All I know is, yeah, it's just going to be more of the same and it's going to be more misery. And I'm not sure, like you said, if they're going to pull the plug this early. It would, it would surprise me, but it would be the best decision for for them to let to let Emery go. Uh, it's, 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 all, it's all mad. It's all mad. It's all mad at Arsenal. Nah, for real. It's, I, I watch. I, I watch Arsenal fan TV with, with my popcorn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and, my, and my soda. <laughs> I, I, I listen to them and I, I listen to the way they talk and their expectations and I think. He was blessed for 50, 20, well, I don't even know how long Wenger was there. He was there for time. Exactly. Too long. But they, they were blessed with such a great, innovative manager at the time. And they've just, just like Man United in a sense, they're just stuck in that time where they were winning things and it was, it was all blessed and they had the players. But Arsenal haven't been a good side since they lost Vieira. Since the Invincibles, they haven't been a good side. Yes, they've won the odd thing here yeah, and there. True. They've won their cups here and there. Yeah, yeah, they've done better than Tottenham. Mm-hmm. But is that is that a big is that a big thing being better than Tottenham? Exactly. <laughs> it's like it's like us saying that. Well, West Ham are better than Fulham. So what? It doesn't really make You're not challenging for the title. Doesn't matter. You're not challenging for the Champions League. It doesn't matter. I remember at the end of the day, like I said, they got rid of Wenger because he wasn't he wasn't doing the things that he used to do. I agree. But how many towards the end? They won two or three. It's still at the end of his tenure, they were still winning the odd trophy here and there. Yeah. Exciting to watch. Emery has taken them backwards, massively backwards. Exactly. I would have taken him to Arsenal myself <laughs> if I had the chance. It was a great piece of business by Chelsea. Yes, people say, "Well, you only got eight million," but in reality, I would I would have taken two million if it just meant that he wasn't in our defense anymore. He's a he's a calamity. You never know what he's gonna you're gonna get mixed up with Mustafi, Kalasinac. It's a mess, exactly. It's just it. I've never known a team to have so many defenders and none of them yeah. can defend. Like you go through the list <laughs> yes. of the defenders they got: uh, uh, Chambers, 
Cattle class of the But you say you'd say probably holding and chambers are the best yeah probably exactly and that, if you're saying those are your best two centre-back options that says it all ridiculous man you want to be make challenging for the top four Come yeah on. and it's the over-reliance on the Leicester got rid of Harry Maguire and still got a better back, back two <laughs> exactly. than them and the reserves as well exactly they literally have not one centre back that can defend in the whole club. It's just ridiculous. Like, come on! And like you said, they're the only centre this defensive midfield player they got. They're playing yeah, as a number ten, so, so it's like they got no protection for the back four as well. <laughs> yeah, no sense. you would think if at least okay, we've got a shit defence. Let's at least get a proper DM and actually play him there. They bring in DM and then they turn him into a number ten. It's just yeah, it's a complete circus at Arsenal. A complete circus, man. There's just no, yeah. But I think going back to Arsenal fan yeah. TV, I actually think that, that as fun as it is to watch, it's toxic, it man. It's toxic for the club. I mean, you can watch an interview, whether they win or lose, and it's they're just saying the yeah. same shit. Like they're just complaining about the same stuff. Like you could, you wouldn't know what the result was. Like if you're watching a game and they lost and they won, you'd be thinking, damn, Arsenal lost, and you're like, no, they yeah. won the game. In fact, like it's it's becoming so big, and I think it's having an impact on like the the decisions that happen, and like obviously. The, the shit that happened with uh, Xhaka the other day when he came off and they yeah. were booing him and like it's it's toxic, it man. Is. And they they live for the negativity as well because that's how they get the views. Mm-hmm. But it's becoming a very powerful tool for that club, and it's not it's not nah, good, man. It's, I, that's a great point because it is the first thing you associate with Arsenal now. It's nothing to do with the football. It's just Arsenal fan TV, um, and just that's what I mean. I, I watch I watched Arsenal fan TV <laughs> more than I watch Arsenal, <laughs> and that says it all. Like it's so toxic. It's it's disgusting, but. It's true, like it's it's in many ways it's bigger than the club now, and people are literally just tuning in just to see the rants every week. Um, because uh, yeah, I don't know. It's not going to change. A, a question for you, man. Mm. Do you blame Shaka for reacting the way that he did? Because you've got to remember that wasn't the first time that he's been booed like that. That that was the the yeah. second time. That was the second time he's been booed by his own fans. Yeah, yeah I, can a, I can understand that man's not running off the pitch and they they, yeah. they weren't losing the game at the time, I don't think. Uh, it was 1-1. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. They want him to run off the pitch, but do you go on like that? It, it is toxic. It's, it, just the thing is... Anybody... Me, anybody just, you can't do that. Yeah. Like, that's about what they say. I'm sure people have said worse to him yeah. on the pitch. And like, he's... When they go and take a throw on or whatever, someone would have called him all sorts. So like, I don't... You can react yeah. like that, but I know he... I understand this... But, you can't show yeah. it like you just have to get off the at pitch the right? the... say it in your head or whatever but just, you can't react at like the that. end of the day the, yeah. no matter if you're paid £10 an hour or £50 million a week uh, whatever he's a man he's a he's a human being he's got feelings he's going to take something to heart you're going to yeah. react sometimes yeah it's yeah. not it's not right nobody's saying that it's right what you've done but yeah. if you're getting booed by your own fans and and at that and at that point in time, if you listen to Arsenal fan TV and a few other things, he wasn't even the worst player on the pitch. Yeah, so that's true. the fact that his own fans have said he wasn't the worst player on the pitch and they still booed him the way they did. It's is... just <sighs> this is where I think though, like Emery this hasn't is, done this is Emery's Yeah, because you clearly must know that Jack is not the favourite player at the club. So why are you would then yeah. make him captain and just throw him even further into the yeah. firing line? 
you know, the fans are already onto his back since he signed before he was captain. So I don't know how you then spin it to try and make him the captain. Like that's going to change the fans' perception. Um, Jack is definitely not right, in my opinion, to have um, acted that way. But then again, he is only human. But Emery should definitely not be making him the captain. It's just a stupid 100%. decision from the, from that. But from do you the, think? Yeah. But this is their problem, right? Who's going to be the captain? Well, now, yeah. Even I don't think Abami should be the captain. I don't think he should exactly. be the captain. He doesn't seem like a leader. Yeah, so it's now it just seems like. For me, he's just gone from Xhaka, the worst-liked player. Just give it to the best-liked player now. So, again, the whole thought of a captain at Arsenal has just turned into a complete joke. Anyone's getting it. Didn't you say at the start of this season or last season he's got five different captains or something? It's just a complete joke, Emery. I don't know what he's trying to do. Um, A lot of people did call him a fraud from the PSG days. and I I didn't see it then, but, yeah, it's all kind of aligning now. What how can you expect, how can you expect something from a manager that couldn't even win the league with PSG? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What, what do you expect to happen? True. He's the only manager since they got money that hasn't yeah. won. Like that is true. Like, you can't you, you can't be expecting big massive things when he's got he's got the bankroll of Saudi Arabia. Yeah, and they've got In... all the players that they've got. Neymar, Cavani. Exactly. There's only one team yeah. in the league. Monaco, <laughs> just yeah, about. Like, like, come on. That should never happen. Like. <laughs> it's like, do, do, know what, do, know what, do you know what bugs me the most? Is that throughout the whole of last season, Sari got no end of grief because he didn't, he hadn't won anything and he hadn't, he, he was, uh, he was toxic and he was mm. this smoker. He wasn't good to the media and stuff like that. Blah, blah, blah. But he went and won something at the end of the day. He left on his own exactly. terms. When he left on his own terms, he was in the Champions League. Yeah. But then you've got Emery, who needed that final more than we did. Yeah. Lost it 4-1. Still, still got a job and doing worse than they did last season. That's the thing. And then if he, if he does go... He's not even had any impact at that club at all. So they may as well have just stuck with Wenger. At least Sari. He he had an influence on what's going on now to some extent. Hundred percent. If if Emery goes now, it, it, that eighteen months was literally void of nothing. They didn't win anything. The style of football was nothing. It would just be not remembered for any reason apart from shit. The thing so, is, what Arsenal, yeah. what Arsenal have to think of now is it six million to end his contract or forty yeah. million for the Champions League? Exactly. That's an easy, that's an easy answer for me. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm gonna cut that. Losing Abama, yeah, because yeah. they can't. How are they going to replace him? Yeah. Yeah. There's, 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 there's no one out there. Who's going to go to Arsenal? Yeah. Arsenal, Arsenal are just Arsenal, are just Arsenal. Nobody cares. Nobody, nobody even thinks about them anymore. They're, they're not even in the equation anymore. Like obviously, at the beginning of every season, this. It's always your Liverpool's, Arsenal's, Tottenham. It's just, yeah, it's a sinking ship. But in reality, it's not... It's their kit, man. Yeah. (laughs) Nice kit every year. (laughs) That is it. Just the kit and Arsenal Fan TV. That's all the club has. Arsenal Fan TV would finish top of the league, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Oh, God, that says it all. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, mate, it's, it's Arsenal, North London. Keep it going. That's it. <laughs>
from one from one shit show to another, mate. So Manchester United, where the fuck do we start with this one? Um, Oli at the wheel. It's all well. The lot this, this calendar year alone, it's been fucking mental. Um, I'm trying to hold it in, but I just got, got I just got so much to say about this. Exactly. I'll let you go. See, I just got so much to say about it. I can't wait. I can't wait. It's my turn. So um, yeah, as as we just play partisan Belgrade right now, um, playing our strongest team, which says it all, nil uh, nil at the moment, thankfully. But God, yeah, we're at home. You know, we're in trouble when we're playing a full strength team at home to partisan Belgrade. No one's got a game on, on the Sunday. Um, but yeah, Oli Gunnar Solskjaer. Um, for me, it started off so romantically well. You know, it was beyond. What I could imagine at first, obviously, it was a surprise him getting the job in the first place. And then the run he went on, it was to that point where you just had that to was give my... him the job. Um, but then after that night in Paris, it's just been a complete, utter mess from that point onwards. Um, it was only, what, last week or the week before we won our first away game since then. Um, he's just tactically got no idea, it seems, to what is even required from the squad. The board haven't helped, of course, but you should at least be getting... Like, we top eight teams in the league with this squad. I'm still... I'm just sorry. Like, there's not that... not. It's not that bad that we should be sitting 13th, 14th, or whatever we've been. Um, the thing is, I don't think the board will sack him. They are going to just stick it out, which, in a way, I can understand because the way the squad is at the moment, it, I don't see anyone really coming in that now and doing anything without signing players and letting players go so it's just going to be a very poor up and down season for me but yeah on the whole it's just not good enough and by right had he not scored that goal in the Champions League final in 99 player the, the whole media everyone would be calling him out so that's the only thing that irks me he just gets such a big pass because of that that it's just begun it's gone it's got out of hand like all he talks about is the future the future the future and all the pundits in the media are just buying into that and giving him a pass when you look at Mourinho who was doing a lot better than this and and everyone said he was bad and everybody wanted him out to settle for this is just a joke now um but yeah i don't know say again where do you think you'll finish um i think I'd like, I think, at best, we'll finish eighth, I think. Between seven, seventh place and ninth, I think, would be a good season based on what what it's looking like to me. But I can't see us breaking. Top six, I don't think we'll get that unless we really go on a run, which I can't see. We haven't even gone on a run like that since he got the job. Like, it's just, we can't seem to win even two games back to back. There's just no consistency in anything from top to bottom in the club. Um, and it's like, yeah, look, we won what last three games we won before the Bournemouth loss, and it's just back to square one again. And yeah, until we get some sort of consistency, it's just going to be one of those shit seasons, I think. Do you want to go? Actually, <laughs> yeah, you want me to yeah. go? <laughs> I could fill my boots. You can. Yeah, why not? Just, there's just names all over the place, isn't there? Exactly. <laughs> Wheels are falling off. Oh, good. Do you know what I don't understand about um, United? Um, 
I, I, I said this in our in our group message before. Mm. I blame Sir Alex Ferguson. <laughs> I blame him. I, I do. And I think all Man United fans should. Mm. He he left. He he won a league, that league title. With he, he had no right to win. He had no yeah. right to win that league that last season. They were awful. They were awful that whole season. And it was it was only by saving grace that they had Van Persie that season. Mm-hmm. Van Persie's goal was one of them in that league that year. Um, and he left. He left at the end of that season full well knowing that he was the only man that could drag drag that sort of performance out of United. You then go and give the reins to David Moyes, who never done anything at Everton. Yes, he made them a stronger side, but they didn't win anything. He had yeah. no winning mentality. Um, did he not go to Sociedad before that? After United, after, he went to Sociedad. After United. Yeah. We, we all know how that went as well. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then you go and get a. <laughs> Experienced manager in Van Gaal. Mm-hmm. He got backed, but the, the fans didn't like him at all, so that was never ever going to work. <laughs> and then Mourinho was all the wrong fit. I said, I said it from the beginning. Yes, he's a winner. He, he's a winning manager, but he doesn't do things in the United way, as yeah. they say. And Mourinho is all about winning. So you either have to back him and give him everything that he wants to make it work. If you don't give him everything he wants, he's going to throw you under the bus. He, he's not going to try and make it work for you. He's going to, he's going to save himself and kill you. Um, but at the time, he probably he probably dragged that squad to their best finish in what's going to be a long time with that second place. The problem with Oli is that he's been a terrible manager since he started managing. So, just yeah. like that. <laughs> Like Emery, I don't know what United fans expected. He got he got Cardiff relegated. Yeah, I could I could manage in um, <laughs> Norway. In Norway. Yeah, I've got my badges. I'll go manage in Norway and start winning things. Man <laughs> United can come inside me if they want. Mm. Uh, <laughs> but the problem with Oli is that he had that he had that great run, and then they gave him the job, and from that point on. The players had no respect for him because they weren't playing for anything anymore. They didn't. They didn't need to try anymore. All the good things that he'd done were because he was also on trial. Mm. And he he obviously any new manager that comes in can turn the tide if it's been a if it's been a, a tough. A tough regime under a different manager. So if you come in light-hearted, then the players are going to play for you. And we've seen what the likes, how how much power the likes of Pogba have in in that young squad. So for me, I just don't think he's got the pieces there to go and to go and really do anything with that United squad. You sold a striker, and then you play Rashford up front, which is a myth to me. Because Rush, Rashford can't score more than five goals a season. Mm-hmm. Um, Martial's always injured, and he only turns up probably. He's a bit like Oscar Paul. Um, every six months, you'll get a good run out of him. Um, and then Lingard, 
What a waste of space. <laughs> YouTube, I think. Yeah. You might as well just kept Sanchez. Basically, yeah. <laughs> keep Sanchez. Let, let Lingard do whatever he's doing on Instagram. Yeah, exactly. And if you've got someone that's got some quality, because I don't know what Lingard offers. I, I really don't. Like I said, with Rashford, he's, he's hit and miss. You get one of the goals like he scored against Chelsea in the Carabao Cup. And then he'll go missing for weeks on end and you don't know you don't know what you're gonna get. Um it's it's a tough one. It's a it's a tough one. I don't I don't really understand why. Um you know it gave him the job when they did, because I think that just killed the, the whole Feng Shui, the harmony in the squad and in the dressing room. Exactly. So I don't know. United United will continue to struggle until the, until Edward would uh, leaves because he's not a football man and he doesn't know anything about anything about football. Exactly, it's gonna be yeah, it's gonna be a long while before United are challenging. Um, all this talk about future, future, but if you're not doing nothing in the present, it's just all a myth. Uh, for me, I don't know, man. It's a, it's, it's difficult to dissect, but like, like you guys basically covered most of it. But the biggest thing for me was selling Lukaku. Like, I, I understand that he wasn't the kind of striker they needed or they wanted, but you got to replace goals. You can't just take out goals of a team and not replace it. That's just like, just basic. You know, it's like we, you can say like Chelsea, we lost Hazard, but we had Pulisic. Yeah. Yes, I'm not saying they're the equal players because obviously they're not, but Pulisic has the ability to assist and score goals mm-hmm. and he can he can fill that void somewhat. But you're asking someone who isn't a, a striker, he's not a nine, yeah. he's not an out-and-out striker, he's not like for like. So you're asking Rashford to now do what Lukaku did and it just, he's not, he's not that kind of player. What so I don't understand. Rashford for me is like, a, he's a wide forward. Yeah. Or he's a 10. Yes, that's. I think he's best coming in from the like from the left yeah. or the right. Yeah, he is. For me, if you've got a, a sensible fullback, he doesn't do anything. He goes missing. Well, uh, I look back to the Chelsea game against United, the first game of the season. Uh-huh. Up until Zuma and his rashness, what did what did United and Rashford actually do in that game? Pretty much nothing until the, the second half where we started pressing a lot higher up the pitch and they just started popping balls over the top and using his pace. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if that's the I think that's more about the way that Oli's playing. Like, like, that's another thing I was going to say. I don't understand what, he's, what his tactics are, what he's trying to do. Like, I watch, yeah. I watch him play and I just don't get what he's trying to do. It's similar to Arsenal. Like, I just don't understand what he's trying to do. And mm. it's like, I know they've had a lot of injuries mm. and Martial's a big player for them, but... Even so, it's like, is he just going to play counter-attack? Is that what they're going to do? Just pump the ball over for Rashford and Martial to chase? Like, that's not... That's not a, a United, That's not how United have yeah, ever played. It's like, it's just full team mentality. He's played, like, he's, and it's, it doesn't make sense. Like, that's not... You can't manage a team like that. Man United, you know, that a team of that size like that. So, I don't, I don't get what he's trying to do. This, I think the signings he's made in the summer were good. Mm-hmm. But I think, again, it's... He's putting, they're good players, but they're not like, Harry Maguire for me, he's, he's all right, he's average. Um, Wan-Bissaka's good, but he's young. 
and so is James. They're both good, but they're young, so they're going to take time to to turn into the players that they will be. But the rest of the players just not good enough. I can't yeah. remember, it was against. I think I was watching, and I was looking at the United lineup, and I was just like, how many of these players would have been in for Alex Ferguson's team? Like none of them. Like this team was just shocking. I was like, how is this Man United starting eleven? There were injuries, yeah, granted, but there was still like there weren't that many players missing, like first team players missing. Yeah. I was just like, how is this the United lineup now? Is this how bad it's got for them? When did it get this bad? <laughs> but then they went and got a I was like, how, how did they manage to do that? And then the next week they get beat by, I don't know, Bournemouth or whatever. Bournemouth, like, West Ham, Newcastle. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's a complete joke. I think, he, I think he's just got the mentality. Like you said, actually, he's, if you look at his previous managerial jobs, he's never managed a big team. So his mentality yeah. is a small mentality. And they just, he can, he, he can, he can defend against it. He can set up to def- to stop a team, mm. but he can't set up to be expansive and to, to beat a team that does the, that's defends against him. You know, he doesn't exactly. know how to do. That. We can't break down teams that don't. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He managed big teams in Norway. What are you on about? <laughs> yeah, whatever that means. Like you said, <laughs> name two teams in the Norwegian league without looking at Google. Go <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like you said, as you could pack up tomorrow, go to Norway, and you'd probably win the league. Exactly. You only joined in November, so that that's all... <laughs> it's like it, mate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's, yeah, like, he got it by default. Really, he should never have even. I don't know how his name was even mentioned originally, but it's all nostalgia, and nostalgia's completely gone wrong. Um, and we're not even thinking with any sort. Of, well, I don't. There's no one in the club with any sort of football sense making decisions. Because he still he shouldn't even be in that job, really. It's just the whole romanticism of it, and you can't run a bit one of the biggest clubs in the world based on romance. It's just stupid. Um, and then on top of that, it's kind of like you're in an Arsenal situation. Like, what do you do? Like, do you just keep yeah. it get worse, or do you try and fix it now? And if you fix it, who do you who do you bring in? That's the thing. I just don't know who we go to get. We've tried the most. Two of the most, you know, um, uh, bloody well-known names, most experienced managers in Mourinho and Van Gaal, and they couldn't do, like, they couldn't turn this around. Then we've got the complete rookie in now, and obviously it's not going to work. But like you said, I don't know what we do. We may as well stick it out and see what... uh, We're rolling the dice. Like, we're rolling the dice with the squad. We don't know who's... Yeah, there's just no direction even in the squad. You can have a shit manager, but at least have some sort of direction of how you want to play. We've just got no... We're literally making up week to week from what I see. Um, from the lineup to the manager to the club, it's just all... Yeah, I don't know what the actual plan is. For me, it's just like United need to strip it all back. I said this with the Tottenham thing and yeah. I think United need to strip it all back and say, who are the toxic figures in, in this group? If you want to leave, go. Who wants to be here? If you just if Jesse Lingard's one of them, sell him. Um, and then just go and get a squad that you know, just like Harry Maguire. You know Harry Maguire wants to play for United. He wanted to be there. He made a point of wanting to go there. Mm-hmm. Sucker. He want he made a point of wanting to go to United. There's the sort of players that you need to go and get. You don't need. Yes, Paul Pogba's a talent, but he mm-hmm. doesn't want to be there. He's made it abundantly clear that he doesn't want to be there and he has too much influence on that squad. He has too much influence on the likes of Martial, Lingard mm. and Rashford. And if he says, 
stuff's not gonna fly, then stuff's not gonna fly. It's as simple as that. Mourinho left in the end because they clashed two big egos. But for me, I just feel like now you need to go and get players that want to play for United, are willing to do what United need. And I watch United in a few games, and and I see McTominay being one of your best players. Says, says a whole lot about that Man United squad because I think McTominay is basic. Yeah. Basic as a player. And I watch him and I watch from a coach's coach's point of view and I just think yeah. he works hard. Yeah. He, he works very, very hard but can he create stuff? Not really. Is he great defensively? Mm, he's all right but He's just in the middle. He's he's somewhere in the middle. I would expect to see him playing for someone like Leicester or a West Ham, someone like that. Yeah, that's his level. Exactly. But to yeah. say that he's a, probably one of the first names on the team sheet. United. That's just what. Yeah. Massive, massive problem for me. That McTominay is one of your first names on the team sheet. Exactly. That shouldn't be the case at all, man. It's 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 a, it's a yeah, it's a dark times for Man United, um, and it's worse that we don't have no direction to go in and no one making decisions with any sort of sense. But um, I think the signings that you said were good. Maguire and Rambazaka, they're good. They want to be there and they're actually good enough. Um, I think we say a lot oh, if the players don't want to be there, get them out. But unless we're bringing in players that are actually better or good enough to even play. It's always going to be the same sort of, same sort of result. I think at the end of the day. How much do you spend on? Like you spent over like almost half a billion, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the end, like, like you said, actually, if you if you rip it all back and start again, that, that how much is that going to cost to do that? And who's going to? Yeah, probably. You know what I mean? Right. I how many players? Yeah. You're talking like six, seven players. It's probably that's gonna, what I'm it's saying. Gonna cost them less than the players mm. they bought because if you look at it, they bought Di Maria in, they bought all these random players in, they bought Lukaku, they bought mm. uh, Sanchez in, they bought these players. In. It was, it, they were ne- never willing to really invest in those players. So Di Maria is a good player, he's a brilliant player, but they didn't pay to his strength. So he's gone to PSG and he's flying. He played mm. at Rubber and he was flying. Sanchez. Well, look at the car. He's got just look at him. He's got like nine and eight. Yeah. <laughs> just just it's going every week. Exactly. They're not playing to these players' strengths. If you, if you keep those, if you keep that that those players there, Di Maria, Lukaku, and Sanchez, and you get them playing, you are so massively better off. You if you can get Pogba on side somehow, someone gets Pogba on side and put yeah. get the pieces around him. Because if you look at him for France, where he's got a Kante and he's got a Matuidi around him, he's a different. Yeah, because he knows that he's he's secure in his position. He's secure. Yeah. He doesn't have to do too much defending. Exactly. He can express himself because he knows he's got the backup to go with it. He can't he can't express himself with an oh an out of out of date match and McTominay or Pereira. I'm sorry, but then they're just none of them <laughs> players are good enough to be in a Exactly. There's no balance at all. There's not even balance in ability in the squad. You've got players like Pogba, which are on such a higher, different level. And then you've got players that are just nowhere near him, like a Jesse Lingard, for instance. As much as I used to like Jesse Lingard, he's just not on the same level. So then 
what you've got is Paul Pogba knowing he's the best player in the club, literally doing what he wants. And for me, I think he's already checked out. I don't think he's even that injured. I just feel that he just knows he's going in the summer. He's, he was told this summer that he probably has to stay one more year, which he didn't want to do. And he's just thinking, fuck it, I don't want to be here. If i got an injury, I'm just going to extend it as much as I want. And then I'll just move in the summer. So for me, he's already checked out. And then, um, yeah, we're trying to just paper over cracks with everything else. And another thing is, once we, like, if it's great that we should actually start from scratch again. But while you're doing that, you're losing places in the league. And the, the team, like, because this is an example. We've sold some players this summer to try and start that rebuild. But then on the pitch, it's just still not good enough. So we're slipping further away. If we have another summer like that again, <laughs> you know, we're literally sliding further and further. So, yeah, it's a hard... I don't know how we even balance it out while getting the rebuild going, but still trying to maintain competitive on the pitch. It's it's And, you, and you're never going to have a whole overall in one summer. So it's all a bit... I think Ollie's done the right thing. He's, he has started getting rid of some of the dead wood. Yeah, um, he, he's trying to do the right things, but he's just not a good manager. That's yeah, not a good manager. Exactly. So put him in. Put him in. Uh, put him in a, a, a director of football role. Something. Just keep him out of the out of the technical area. Yeah, you might as well just put Carrick there because I'm sure yes, Carrick. Carrick's probably telling him what to do. They had to play. Yeah. Who did they bring back? Feeling? Yeah. Jesus. My, my <laughs> <laughs> it's a mess, man. It's just a mess. Even Ferguson's having to go to the training ground. Yeah, he might as well. It's, it's, a, as well it's a mess. You're just trying to bring back the old regime. Yeah. About the old times, and it doesn't work. It, uh, look, it doesn't work like that. Newcastle prime example brought back a hit, brought back Shearer, and it was a mess. They got really. Exactly. I think that's what he's trying to do with user. <laughs> Wait, he's on the way. He's on his way, boy. Just it right down. The two best teams right now are Manchester City and Liverpool. <laughs> Just to rub it in. <laughs> exactly. Two Oh, a second. Oh, good. It just gets better and better. It is. It's banter to see right now. And uh, just to rub some uh, salt into the wounds, we're going to start speaking about Chelsea and the the happy revival under a legend. Yeah. What should actually happen in that United? Exactly. <laughs> it's happening at Chelsea. Do you know what, a mean, legend what you're meant to do? You bring back the legend and he saves the club, not the fucking other way around. I think for me... And, in the situation, I think uh, Paul probably won't agree with me with this. I think last season the foundations were were laid for Chelsea um, in terms of the style that we wanted to play going forwards. With sorry, sorry, wanting to play a certain way, but probably not having all the players on board. Um, he certainly didn't have the fans on board, um, but I think. Yeah, again, I think another thing that Paul probably won't agree with is, I think, in disguise is Hazard leaving. Didn't get me wrong, I loved Hazard. And I thought he was a brilliant player for Chelsea, a brilliant servant. But you could just see that he wasn't willing to, to fall in line and do anything that um, Sari wanted him to do or any coach wanted him to really do. And you could just tell that he was 
he wanted to go to Real Madrid and it was time. Um, but another thing that I felt has helped to help has helped us massively as well is the transfer ban. It's because it's allowed us to sort of concentrate on breeding the young youngsters into the squad, getting them some experience, um, changing the whole mentality of the club. Um, and the feel good factor feels like it's back. Yes, I think there's still some teething issues with with Chelsea. I think I still don't believe that we can defend. Uh, we defend pretty poorly, in, in in all honesty, it's really naive. But I think you're going to get those issues with such a young squad. He's trying to do a young manager. He's trying to be expansive. He's trying to play uh, to put these youngsters in and give them experience. So, is it exciting to watch? Yes. Is it frustrating at times? Yes. Um, but ultimately, I think I was worried at the beginning of the season because I, I, I thought it's too soon. It's too soon. Too soon. And I still don't believe that if we didn't have the transfer ban, that Lampard would be our manager. Uh, I don't believe it. I, I think probably Sarri would have probably stayed for one more year because he would have been under five players. Um, or we would have gone and got someone more experienced because that's just the Chelsea way. Um, yeah. Like what United did, um, we went probably the right piece because at the time, probably having a manager like Lampard, young legend of the club, to go and manage some young players that are going to look up to him um, is, is massive for some players. So they're gonna they're gonna be on board with what he wants, and he added the right coaching pieces as well. Jody Morris, who knows all the youngsters, um, and he's won things with them. Now, I think the test for Chelsea comes in January when we sign players to see how Lampard reacts to the and how to spend a large sum of money. Yeah, uh, about 150 million on the table, I think. Um, oh, how, he deals, how he deals with that and who he goes and buys and does he buy the right pieces or does he fail in that situation but for me I think Chelsea are going in the right direction at the moment um, and it's all good but I think I've, I've said to Paul many a times I want to see what Lampard does when he's got a transfer window yeah. and what he can do when he's under pressure because he's got signings this season I don't think there's any pressure to really go and do anything yeah. because there's a I think it's experimental. I think this is an experiment for Chelsea to say, well, if he fails, he fails. We we had a transfer ban anyway. It didn't really matter. Um, but if he goes and does well, how do they back him? Or do they just expect him to keep on doing it with youngsters and just build for the future? Exactly. Um, what you guys think or what you've seen. But obviously, Paul will have more in-depth uh, on it. Yeah. Um... For me, well, yeah, I'm just outside looking in. It looks, compared to what I'm dealing with at United, it looks like you lot are in, in a different planet. Um, <laughs> you lot are flying, you lot are playing good, have an identity that's obvious to see. Um, a definite unity, everyone's in the same sort of togetherness. Everyone's got a lot to prove. Matt Frank as a manager, the players have something to prove as they're given a chance 
to really have a proper future at Chelsea, which is something that's not always available, especially to young players. Um, and yeah, I like I just like what he's doing, man. I think it's refreshing to see um, a, a manager that's coming in. You could say it's, what, it's he only had a year at Derby, and now he's already, you know, at Chelsea, um, and he's doing well. Like I have to, I can only respect it. Um, but I like that he's just got his own vision already and he's just got a clear way to play. So no matter what, you know, you always know what you're going to get from Chelsea and what you're going to see from Chelsea. And I think that's benefiting the players. And I think, like you said, Jody Morris um, coming as an assistant, it just furthers that. Everyone's familiar with him, obviously, with what he done with the youth. And then um, you've got a lot of those players come through. Um, but the good thing is, I think it is so crucial that a lot of these players have already a lot of experience out on loan. Like you can tell the players are playing with a lot. They're not fearless at all. They've had many of them, what, probably 50 plus games at least in proper football where the demands of, you know, playing week in, week out with what's expected of you. Um, so, yeah, as a club, everyone from what I'm seeing, just, yeah, I can only applaud you guys, man. How you know what I love the most about it? Which don't make no sense, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I love most about it? Is that no one hates Chelsea anymore? Yeah, <laughs> it's fucking it's great. So Nobody actually hates us anymore. Like. Exactly. Really, cast over us. Like, yes, we were successful winning, but everyone hates us, man. Exactly. And now you can't, you can't hate what we're doing. You can't hate Frank. You can't yeah. hate what we're doing. Like doing things in the right way, and everyone's just got nothing but like praise and respect for Chelsea. And I love it's that, true. man. It's been so long. <laughs> but yeah, you guys know how I feel about Frank. Um, whether, however it happened, yes, it probably wouldn't have happened if we weren't banned, blah, blah, blah. But all the stars aligned and he just got the job earlier than expected because he was, we, we all know he was going to be the manager eventually, but it's happened earlier prematurely. Um, but I'm just, I'm actually surprised that it's, it's, it's gone as well as it has. That like I thought we would, I thought we would, he would start well, but we start to fail, fade, fade out. But it's actually been the reverse. Like we were a bit shaky at the start. And he's getting better and better and better. And it's like every every time I watch Chelsea, like I'm just I just love watching Chelsea now. Like I I watch his press conferences, I watch everything. Like I'm just excited to watch Chelsea. Yeah. Anything to do with them. Um, and I haven't felt like that for a while. Like I'd watch the games because I'm a fan, but I wasn't like looking forward to watching them. But now it's like I want to watch like everything about them because like there's a different energy around the club. Like the and it's to do with obviously to do with Frank, it's to do with the young players. Like there's a spirit, like they these guys actually want to play for Chelsea, like they're fans, you know. What I mean, they're not just players. Yeah. Like these boys came through the youth system and the players that are there, the ones that he's kept, the um the more experienced players, they've been there for a while. They they you know, they want to play for the club. The Jorginho's, William, you know, these Aspilicueta, these guys like, you know, they want to be a part of the club. They they love Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Um and I just think it's it's all it's all moving in the right direction. And I just uh, it's exciting, exciting. I think in the next 18 months, if he keeps this team together, I think we're going to be a, re- we could possibly be the best team in the league, but I think we're going to be a real threat because these guys, like the more they play together, the longer they stay together, it's just going to become something special there. And there's so many more kids coming through as well now. And um, made a good point actually about the, the, the transfer window, but I, I think he might have more of an immediate problem is when the, some of the first team players come back because he's still got a few to come back. Like coming back now, Loftus um, Cheek, Rudiger. Like, what's going to happen when these guys come back? Because then he's we're really going to see him. Right now, it's easy because it's easier because he hasn't got a, many options to pick from. So he's got a bit pretty much play what he's got. But 
now, when those players start to come back, then he's going to have problems because he's going to have to start leaving guys out. And how does that work? Like, obviously, he's playing amazingly right now. He's going to have to... What's going to happen when Loftus-Cheek and Kante come back? Because these guys, uh, you know, you can't leave Kante on the bench. Like, Kante is the best defensive midfield player in the world. So what's yeah. going to happen there? So now, then we'll see, like, what his man management's like. Um, but I think so far it's good. Like, if he, the way he's managed the young boys, I'm not sure so much about the older players... Like they I mean they you know we're not hearing anything in the media from them. That might just be be because of who they are, like Pedro and Giroud, are, you know, good professionals. But I think once he start, if he starts leaving out some players who think they should be in the squad, they get a bit upset. They start rumbling, start. How does he deal with that? You know, I don't know. I think he dealt with the David Luiz thing well because they were saying he was he was upset. He wasn't going to be the first choice, and he just locked him off. He's like, okay, fine, see ya, gone. And that's that's maybe he needs to do that. He'll have to do that with the other players if they start causing problems. But it's going to be interesting to see how that unfolds over the next six months or so. Um, and also, yeah, in the, in the window, what he does in the window. If he buys and who he buys and how he deals with those. If he buys big personalities or whether he buys players that are like not so, you know, I don't know. What type of player is he going to buy? Like, we don't know. Yeah. So it's a, lot to, it's a lot to find out still about him. I think for me, I think like you said, because uh, we've had the conversation many times, um, and talking about what he does when certain players come back. Um, yeah. the, 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 one, the one biggest issue I've got with Frank is he, he, he hasn't handled Kante very well with the injuries. Yeah. I think he's, he's had three injuries, come back three times, and he, he's got injured pretty much straight away. Um, I don't know if that's just unlucky. He's just been unlucky this season and the, the amount of games he's playing has caught up with him. I don't know. He, he, he's had a lot of, he's, he's played a lot of games because he's a massive player for club and country. So, um, but the, the biggest issue for Frank is that, yes, the likes of Rudiger, he's a massive personality. He's not going to want to sit, he's not going to want to sit on the bench week in, week out. But, like we, like I said to you the other day, is Zuma started to perform somewhere near where we, where we, he was before he got injured against United a few seasons ago. Um, he started to be the big and strong centre half, quick, winning things in the air. Still a bit naive, still a bit clumsy at times, but he's, he's performing at a higher level. And then the likes of Kovacic, who doesn't deserve to get dropped, and he's probably the one Chelsea player that I want to score so much at this point in time. He just deserves it. He, he, he's such a good player and. <laughs> He got ridiculed last season because he probably wasn't at the level that he should have been at. Probably that was down to Sari uh, and the way that Sari was using him. Probably didn't have enough license to go and do things. Um, I don't know. I think Lampard's got a he's got a lot of issues coming up, and to see how he's going to resolve them uh, when the games start coming thick and fast as well. Because we all know what December's like, just January's like. Yeah. When the games start coming thick and fast, because he hasn't rotated that much, he hasn't rotated us. Yeah, that's true. So that, that could become a massive problem because I think the likes of Mount have started to struggle in the last few weeks. He's not having. Oh, you see, like, games. Yeah, yeah, but is he really? The game. He, he got he got injured against um, Valencia as well. He was back. He was back on the Sunday against Liverpool. So. Yeah, true. I think it, with these young players, it all depends. They 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 heal very quickly. So 
Uh, yeah, and they want to play. So he's, not, he's gonna have to be the one that rests them, you know, because they, yeah. if they they can walk, they want to play. You know? Exactly. The bigger issue for Lampard is seeing those the, these problems. Like I said, I think I think Mount needs a a rest out the squad. I think maybe he's been fortunate in the terms in terms of the likes of Barkley's been injured, Kante's been injured. Yeah. Um, it ha- probably hasn't helped Lampard being able to rotate as much. Um, so the like now that like, Kante's back, um, and Loftus Cheek is not far from being fit. Will he start rotating more? Will the likes of Shiro start getting chances? I can't see it because he seems to be fancying uh, Bashuai a bit more. Mm. Um, but I don't know. I think I don't want to. I don't want to put the spoilers on. Um, I, I just want to enjoy it. Minute, and then just hopefully, hopefully it continues until the end of the season. Yeah, yeah. I think, like you said, like we've got a, a for this for me. I'm not expecting us to win anything this season. It's like a free hit. Like it's obviously, I'm. I would love us to make top four mm. and go far in one of the competitions. But if if he if he finishes fifth, and I would be happy with that because I think this team, he's, if he keeps the team together, obviously, like he's, he, he, they improve, they grow as a team. I don't, I don't realistically see us challenging for another like eighteen months. But if he, you need to, if he can get to like fifth or fourth, or, fourth would be amazing. If he gets top four, that would be incredible. He should get manager of the year. Yeah. But if he gets fifth, I would be happy with that as well. Go to the Europa League next season. Mm. We could probably win that. With the team. Um, and he buys well. And yeah, then we just we we go on from there. But I think the key is to keep him because, like you said, these guys he's an he's a legend, an idol at the club. Like these boys want to play for him, yeah. and he's bringing he's got all the right people in the right places off the field as well. Bringing back like Ashley Cole's in the Imagine the Youth team now. Oh, um, players, all these guys are there in and around the club. They're all Chelsea men, so it's like it's it's all moving in the right direction. And I don't he's the he's the headpiece of everything. So. He needs to be there. He needs to continue in there and to give him time to develop something because he is going to make something special if, if they give him the time. Yeah. Uh, I, think, I don't know. I don't think he needs to win something this year. He's probably the remit is to make top four. But if we don't make top four, I really hope that they don't get rid of him because that would be just a waste. D- me personally, I don't think there, there is any remit for Lampard. I think, if anything, he's going to put the pressure on himself because of the type of player that he was. I think he's... The manager, he wants to win. He wants to drive forward. He he, he wants to be the, the like the player he was. Like I said, um, yeah. I think he's he's the club and himself have done the right things in in terms of they got a young, inexperienced manager in. Yes, he's a legend and he knows the club very well. But then they went and put Jody Morris in there that knew all the youngsters. Yeah, Edwards in there as well that knows the youngsters as well. And then they've brought the likes of Makaleli back to go and do some scouting. They've brought mm-hmm. Patrick back. Yeah. They've brought Ashley Cole back. And even though he's an Arsenal, a former Arsenal player, mm. he probably thinks more highly of Chelsea. Yeah, and exactly. Joe Cole, another one that's in there. Yeah. It's massive that we're, like I said about United and the Harry Maguire and the, the Wan-Bissaka thing. Mm the right pieces at this point in time to, of people that want to be at the club and they want to play for the club. Yeah. And 
genuinely have the best interests of the club at heart. And people go on uh, Mariana, uh, Marina, but she's probably the best business person I've ever come across in my life. (laughs) Some of the deals that she puts, she gets across the table. I don't know how she does it. Honestly, we got got eight million for Dilla Bodji. He he played (laughs) thirty seconds of football for Chelsea. Fuck you, no. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, yes, yeah, she's not, we've, we've not got football people high up in the board, but mm. we've got people on the ground. And I yeah. think that's, that's massive. I think that's massive in football terms that you've got enough football people that understand the club and understand football. Um, because as a coach, as a manager, you just want to concentrate on the football side of things. You don't want to have to worry about what's going on in the boardroom or what's going on elsewhere. You just want to concentrate on what your players, the 22 players that you've got are doing in training and they're going to do on the football pitch. Do they know the plan? Do they understand what we're trying to do to go forward? And if everybody buys into that, it's massive. Yeah. 100%. Agree. What's the United score, by the way? Is it finished? Uh, 2-0. No. Half time. Who's good? Um, I'm not even sure, actually. I'm not even watching it. Good. Who did so, score? Oh, Greenwood what's your and prediction, Marcel. What do you reckon? Who's Palace? Who's yeah. Palace? Wait, who are you? What are the games on Saturday? Who you, what's your prediction on Saturday? What do you think? We'll be Palace. 2-1. I don't think we'll keep a clean sheet because we're just trash at doing that. Um, and if Palace, if Palace watch the Ajax game, then Sahar's going to have a field day. So, um, no, I think I think we'll win. I'm not sure about us at home. Yeah, me neither, man. No faith in us. We're odd side at home. I think I think we're far superior away from home, barring that one that one blip at United. Mm. Uh, I just, I just don't understand if if the players are nervous when it comes to playing at home, or what. It just, I think there's just like there's so much uh, hype and everything around Lampard being the manager. Still, I think, I think it's unsettling a little bit um, because we just don't seem to perform the same way. I don't feel that we have the same control over games. So, I'll, I'd say two one Chelsea, but it'll be nervy, very, very nervy. I think. Probably like the, yeah. Probably like the Watford game. Mm. Oh. Yeah, that was yeah. close, man. That was a close game. T. Uh, yeah. Are you not got on the weekend? Uh, we're at home to Brighton, so we're definitely going to lose that one then. <laughs> <laughs> That's a draw, man. We love to lose them type of games, man. Just like Bournemouth, West Ham, Newcastle, Crystal Palace. No, that's a draw. That's a draw. Yeah, yeah. I think surely we've got to win, but bloody hell, man. I've I've said that surely so many times this season. I can only hope that we can win. Yeah, we should, man. We should. I reckon that's a 2-0 me, personally. Yeah, that's what I thought. But we don't even like to score two goals in games, but yeah. Exactly. Get a custom brief penalty, hopefully, and then yeah, hopefully you can try and kick on. 
we all, we all know that Rashford scored his one free kick for the next seven years. So exactly, <laughs> yeah. so we got that one out of the way. Yeah, after missing about seven thousand. So see you in another seven thousand times. See you Liverpool game. What do you guys think? That one, I think City are going to win. You know? Yeah, it's at Anfield. I think City will win though. You think? Yeah, I, I think two one City. I think it's two one Liverpool. Really? That's a draw. Draw two or in draw two all something like that. It's burning me. It's burning me because I'd rather Liverpool beat just... them. Then fucking hell, hand them the trophy now. If yeah, Liverpool win that. It's, yeah. it's finished. Completely City. finished. City have to beat them twice, regardless. Yeah. To have any, trophy. yeah. Because they're 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 a little bit all over the place this season. Um, they don't. Yeah, because they drew yesterday, even didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and they were winning that game. As well. Yeah. It just Edison, Edison come off injured. Then they missed a penalty as well. Yeah, uh, Jesus missed the penalty. Oh, uh, I got sent off. Jeez. It's, it's all mad. That's it. Pep, maybe the Pep uh, magic's starting to wear off a little bit. They're not doing they're not playing the same way that they, they used to. Yeah. But that happens for him, though, man. He wears the teams into the ground. It's like Mourinho. After like two, three seasons, it's, it's too much true, they can't so do it. Yeah. That's why I'm surprised Klopp hasn't done the same, like, because he's intense, but yeah. And he doesn't rotate the team either. Makes the same yeah, team all exactly. the time. <laughs> and just bare pressing. So it's a Liverpool, have got, Liverpool have got nobody to, to change the squad with. So, yeah. It's, it's a bit like Tottenham, like, but obviously they've got better options. Yeah. Off the bench. Um, and they've got players that want to play for Klopp. Um, exactly. But. I don't know. It's it's mad. I think that uh, that catches up on Liverpool for me personally. I don't. I can't bear to see them win the league. Um, I, I can't. I can't bear to hear their fans. It's gonna scream. It's happening. Yeah, it's gonna, man. I think this is the year. Sadly, to be honest, I don't want to win it. I don't want to see Man City win three in a row because oh, yeah, we didn't shit. even. Do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like that, yeah. Uh, that. That's a madness. To me, that's just like Liverpool winning the league. Oh, it's, it's all mad. Maybe let's not win it. Yeah, it's like, it's like Spurs winning a trophy, an actual, <laughs> an actual trophy. Like, if, if the day that happens, just just lock your doors, shut that, shut down social media. Just, just don't have a phone anymore. Just go back to them days. Don't leave your house. Yeah. Just no <laughs> internet. Just snake. Yeah. <laughs> we, got, we got more chance of Rashford scoring another free kick before that happens, man. Yeah, that is true. I can delete that. Yeah. <laughs> that is mad. <laughs> oh god. Mental. It is mad. No, that can't happen. None of those things can happen. No, no, no. Not in this lifetime, surely. I'd have to move country. Just, just leave. Just live in a rock. Yeah. First man in space, like first uh, civilian in space or something. <laughs> can't happen. We've been between the lines. Yeah. <laughs> We'll be back soon with a next update on the latest going on in football. Peace. Peace.